this, this whole issue of parental behavior at youth sporting events. We just had a great call from Steve, and I'd like to hear from you. Our phone lines are open at 913-3810-810. If you are, I'd like to hear from a coach. If any coaches are up this morning listening to the show, I'd like to hear from you if you've had parents out of control at your, at your games. And what did you do? 913-3810-810 is the number. Do you ignore it? Do you get mad at them and throw them out? Do you let somebody else handle it? And, and, and what's the best way for you to handle that? Because this is an issue that's becoming more and more... Pro- like I said, we just had a man shot and killed... A coach shot and killed at a Texas foot 12, 12 and under youth football game. Aqib Tlaib, who played in the NFL, played at KU... His brother shot him, and supposedly he's involved in what happened to. 913 is the number. What do you do if you're a coach? What do you do if you're a parent? And if you're a league official, what rules do you have? All right, let's go to Ryan, who just called in. Ryan, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you, sir? Okay, tired of, you know, this subject just, just ticks me off because it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, but it's happening more and more. Let me get your thoughts. Well, I long time ago for a few summers I coached uh, youth basketball about sixth graders. So you know the parents are really fired up back then. And sure enough, uh, my whole team comes down with the flu. I got six total guys on a basketball roster. So we play our first A team game, we lose, and our starting center, who's like five ten, even in sixth grade, got to play in the B game. Halftime of the B game coach literally comes running or the father comes running across the straight half court line across the court right after the whistle starts screaming at me in front of every the whole gym it's just like what the hell are you doing sorry for cursing what the heck are you doing for playing my kid in the a game or b game and just right in my face and i tell him do you not notice the whole team has the flu like what else do you expect me to do i gotta play your kid <sighs> What did he do? And he kept screaming, pretty sure he was drunk, which was unfortunate. And it just eventually told him, like, I had to get a couple couple parents, like, walked over. And they had to essentially stand next to him and kind of pass him on the shoulder and ask him to leave. And as a coach, the last thing I want to deal with is parents, like, threatening my well-being as I'm just trying to help their kid play a fun game. So what happened after that? Ah, uh, I talked to I I pulled the kid aside because his son what was privy to the whole thing. I'm just like I told him just so he could tell his dad later. I'm just like, "Hey, just so you know, you're not a D player. You're probably one of the best players on our roster. You're doing a great job just because everyone's sick. I had to play you today too. Are you upset about that?" And he's like, "No, I get it cuz he's friends with everybody on the team. Super nice kid and the kid was perfectly fine about it. I just wanted to make sure that he wasn't bothered by the whole situation. Okay, so let's talk about this then, Ryan. W- did you have a conversation with that dad again? I tried to. You know, pulled him aside. was just like, you know, saw him a few days later, and, you know, he was all handshake. Hi, sir. How you doing? Good to see you. Like, almost like he was trying to, like, hope that I forgot about it. And tried reminding him. I'm just like, sir, like, so, you know, like, we can't have that happen ever again. He's like, oh, you talked about the other day? Oh, I was just trying to give you some advice. And it's like, no, you weren't. 
you were inches from my face screaming at me. No, and he's just like, oh, I played Division One college football. I know what I'm talking about. You're just some college kid. And I'm just like, eventually, it just, it worked itself out. The kid, the guy never approached me again. So, unfortunately, the issue was never really solved. But, I mean, it's down to the point of, you know, some parents just, I feel, unfortunately, are getting to the point where they love their kids so much they start to feel entitled to tell the coaches what to do. So, did you have a meeting at the beginning of the year about sportsmanship? Do you remember? Uh, we we have a whole um, the whole program got together to like fifth grade through eighth grade, and the director like you know just like hey your kids all made the team you know we met in the gym and just like congratulations because we had to travel to you know we're a pretty prominent program up in the Chicago area, so we had to travel around quite a bit and just always like hey you know make sure you're on time and you know it's a travel game and everybody's gonna get we're gonna try to play everybody as much as we can but at the end of the day like about winning games we did mention like hey like you know it's up to the coaches to set the roster and you know the coach's decision is what goes and so the parents were made well aware that you know there was a degree of expectations of how to behave given you know the program that we were and all the traveling we had to do and how competitive it was. So they were made aware, yes. Where, where are you calling from, Ryan? Uh, Prairie Village. Okay. Oh, you're talking about it, it, in it, it? Yeah, back in the day. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so see, what do you think of, of the, the guidelines I'm setting up where in this situation he would not have been allowed to come to, to another game and, until he came up and apologized? And said, you know, look, this behavior is unacceptable. You can't come back. My my rules are the second time this happens, the parent is banned from coming back until they attend a sportsmanship seminar and take a refereeing class. I mean, I think it's a great idea. I mean, it makes them actually atone for what they did, certainly. And it's just a matter of, I think, in 2022, you're – probably going to have real difficulty getting parents to take accountability at youth sporting events, unfortunately. Well, well, but if you set up guidelines, look, here are, and this is what you set these up at the beginning of the year. In the beginning of the year, there has to be, in the preseason meeting, there has to be discussion about this type of behavior, and it has to be made very clear to everybody that this behavior will not be allowed. And if it happens, number one, the first time it happens... I'm going to ask you to leave. And then the second time it happens, you'll be kicked off the team. And I think, it, it, you know, we've gotten to the point now where this has to, this stuff has to happen. Because you, you can't have, you can't, because who gets harmed, Ryan? It's the kids. They see this. And a they lot of these there. kids, and a lot of these kids then emulate what the parents do. Oh, Absolutely. Just like they see their parents doing that and they think, oh, like because my dad's doing that or my mom's doing that or Mr. Smith is doing that, they think it's okay or like like whoever. I mean, I told the story oh, yeah. I told the story last week of a friend of mine named Matt in New York who at his son's 12-year-old soccer game, there was a kid who was extra abusive verbally and physically and in the hand during the game and then the handshake line as they're walking through the handshake line, this kid decked one of the kids on his team. So Matt then grabbed this kid 
at which point his dad furiously ran out there and knocked Matt down, started pummeling him on the ground. It was right in front of a police station in the Bronx. Some of the police jumped over the fence and pulled this dad off who was beating up Matt. Hands up the dad who's beating him up was a policeman also. So so where does this behavior, why is the kid going to beat, hit somebody when his dad does it? Yeah. So, I mean, so at the end of the day, yeah. There have to be guidelines set up now. There just have to be. There yeah, have to be I, guidelines I, set up. And this is unfortunate. You know, people are like, come on, Doc, really? No, I've got a college football player that I work with whose dad shows up drunk to games. He has told yeah. his dad not to come to his games anymore because he embarrasses him. I mean, this, this young man's been working through issues regarding dealing with his dad and his dad's behavior, and it's affecting how he's playing. I mean, yeah, I mean it's been going on since he was a kid, too. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just unfortunate that, you know, I feel like even back when, I guess just having great parents, I never had to deal with that personally, but coaching and, you know, being in education for a few years, it just it's just crazy that parents don't realize the effect they have on their children despite you know obviously raising them hopefully right it's just like hey like when you're shouting or when you're doing something or when you're telling your kids something and they're you know eight nine ten years old they're just going to take whatever you say and do is fact just because they're kids that's all they know and you know you just feel like those regulations are great and i'll just hang up and listen to the rest of the show thank you all right thanks for your call ryan i appreciate it all right nine one three Three eight ten eight tens or number. I'd still I would like to hear from a league administrator or a or a coach. Ryan was coach. I'd like to hear from another coach. If you have had to deal with this behavior, what did you do? Do you have any rules or guidelines that you've set up to take care of this? Nine one three three eight ten eight tens the number. I think we've got. We're at the point now. Somebody brings a gun. Brings a gun to a 12-year-old youth sport football game and then shoots and kills the coach and the other team in front of these kids? What kind of, what kind of mindset do you have? I mean, that's just, that's just ridiculous. And he, he's taken somebody's father, husband, son away, killed them, and then all these kids saw it. I mean, how are these kids going to handle that? Youth sports is about, it's supposed to be about having fun. Having fun. There's that word fun. Where's the fun gone? The fun is gone when you've got to deal with all this craziness. It's supposed to be about having fun, learning fundamentals, growing, understanding how to win and lose, succeed and fail. But enjoy the experience. How do you enjoy it when you're when your mom or dad is acting like a buffoon? You know, I'm going to ask Christy Moore on our Facebook Live show Tuesday. Once again, it's the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs on Facebook. I'm going to ask her how do the kids handle that when this mom comes out and decks her as an umpire or, or is curse, cursing at her during the game, throwing f bombs at her. F-bombs at her during the game. 12-year-old softball game. 
Really? We've got to start to set some guidelines up for this stuff or it's just going to keep going on and on and on. You know, like I said, I've been on the radio 31 years and I've dealt with things like this, but it's, it's getting worse. It is getting worse. Why? Because people don't have parameters. They haven't set up parameters for themselves. It's gotten to the point now where their egos are so over overloaded that it's about them. They don't come to the game to just watch their kids and enjoy it. It's about, they've, we've got to win. We've got to be better. Than like, like Ryan just said, that young man had to play on the B team because they didn't have enough kids, and the dad goes crazy at him. You need to check your parent. I have a saying, a good coach checks his or her ego at the door. Well, guess what? The parents need to check their egos at the door when you walk into the game. Have fun, enjoy it, eat some nachos, drink a soft drink, drink some water. Just watch the game and have a good time. Why do you have to lose control of your behavior? Because your ego's out of whack. And this whole thing about my son or daughter's gonna play professionally, or they're going to be, they're gonna get a full ride scholarship when they're age ten. You've got no clue what's gonna happen to them by the time they're thirteen or fourteen. Youth sports has become this gigantic business that's fueled by money. We're seeing leagues, and I've said it before, we're seeing leagues at younger and younger ages. Kids are burning out and quitting by the time they're 10, 11, and 12 because they've played four or five years they don't want to do it anymore. I get this in my office with people all the time. I get messages all the time. The pressure in youth sports today to win, to develop, to specialize, to get a college scholarship has gotten out of whack. And it's out of whack because parents' egos are out of whack. You can't keep your ego in check so it all ends up affecting the kids. You know, I do this show every week, bring up topics that I think you'll be interested in listening to. This is a topic, unfortunately, I wanted to talk about today because of what happened down in Texas. There are a lot of ways to get a hold of me. My phone number at my office is 816-561-5556. I take clients all over the country. My email is drj at winnersunlimited.com. Send me an email there. Follow me on Twitter at drjsportspsych. Like I said, our shows are podcasted. Go on my website, winnersunlimited.com, or all the podcast apps. Listen to this show and also our Facebook live shows every Tuesday night from 7 to 7.30 Central Time. I interview someone about these topics. Dr. Andrew Jacobs is my name. The Facebook show is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Take care, stay safe, and go to your kid's game and have fun. Take care.